there, Alaskans, wherever you are, welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right in a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to MustReadAlaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Welcome, everybody, to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from somewhere in Alaska. I hope everybody's had a phenomenal day today. We have a special treat today. We have Coach John Mosley. Coach John Mosley played in high school at Washington Prep back in the late 80s 80s, before he moved to East Los Angeles College and then the Masters College, where he finally playing professionally in Australia and Brazil. He is quite the coach. If, you, if you've not been hiding in a closet and you've been watching Netflix every once in a while, he is a coach that's on there in a series, and he is known for being passionate and also being a man of faith. So without further ado, Coach Mosley, welcome to the Must Read Alaska show. Thanks for having me. Uh, I haven't been to Alaska, but uh, uh, that might be a stop here. Basketball is taking me all over kind of the world and um, uh, but I'm homegrown here in Los Angeles, uh, but I haven't been in Alaska. So it's on the uh, bucket list, huh? It's on the bucket list, man, <laughs> right. to feed in all those stereotypes, get up there and all the Alaskan stereotypes. You know? Yeah, we had like, I don't know, it's probably snowing at my house right now. I, I'm not in Alaska right now, but it's probably 20 degrees and snowing. Last winter, we had seven feet of snow at my house. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. so question to you, coach, um, you are a man of faith. You're, you're a Christian, you follow Jesus. What, what, you know, take me back to that time where you, that was important to you when you were a kid that you made that decision to, Hey, something's going on here with people that are Jesus folks. I want to be a part of that. Take me back to that moment. Well, you know, uh, I was very fortunate, you know, my family, my mom, dad, we, we kind of grew up in the church, of course. You know how it is. You're forced to go and you're forced to sing in the choir. You got to do Easter plays and Christmas pr- plays and programs. And, <laughs> you know, you got all the old ladies. Good job, baby. When you do the, you know, the Christmas uh, musicals and all that stuff. Uh, but as I went through, you know, I, I, and my mom, she would always ask me, I, you know, I just felt like there was something tugging at I, as I was younger. And I felt like I did. Without making this big blown, you know, everybody talks about when was the actual moment and there are some moments, but I always felt there was a tug and I I knew there was there was a God from the beginning. Uh, But having that personal relationship and understanding how to have a relationship. So my mom used to ask me, what does this sound like? She asked me, I thought it was weird. What does it it sound like when God like she knew that there was this uh, there was a special calling or that I had a certain conviction that the Holy Spirit was tugging on my heart. So she would ask me when I was younger, but uh, as we go through church, I can't put my finger on it. Yeah. But what specifically hit hard is I called myself a Christian and a believer. And and, and to be honest, when I, uh, you know, there were some instances when I was in high school where I just cried out to the Lord, like, Lord, I, I just, I don't like what's going on. And I don't like what, what the lack of control that I have. Can you please take control? I think I was maybe a junior in high school and uh, I was approached and somebody tried to steal my Jordans. It was like the Jordan twos or threes. I forgot which ones. And I was just so angry uh, at that. I cried out at, heavily. 
but I think when I understood, I really, you know, the Lord directed me like, what is a guy like me from the hood end up in this conservative, like all white Christian college, <laughs> master's straight college. From, the hood, from LA to master's <laughs> college. And you know what? There were so much, uh, rich, um, there were so many things that helped me understand, uh, how we are supposed to live. And, uh, you know, I, I was able to learn how to expose the scripture and really learn how to dig into scripture instead of just, you know, read the Bible, feel good, pray and, and move on. You really understand and really see how alive that the word of God is, that scripture is when you really understand how to read the Bible, yep. really understand how to study it. So we had to get a minor in theology if you were going to get your degree. So most Christian colleges are like that. Like you have to take uh, those religious courses or biblical courses. And so I had a minor in Christian theology and I was just taking in information. But all while I was taking in information so I can pass the classes and be eligible for basketball, <laughs> I was learning how to learn scripture. You know, I was learning how to learn the Bible which is a tool that a lot of us are missing. We, we get this experiential faith. We get this faith where it feels good. We get this faith where we see a miracle, where we just get baptized and we say, okay, Lord, I'm gonna live for you. But really to understand how to break down scripture, that was something that a lot of us in inner city, you know, sometimes we don't get uh, and we don't understand about faith that. So I think when, and I'll tell you, and I'll, long story short, uh, we had this missions trip and I traveled over and I share this every single time. It was like something really hit me where I had to stop and I really read the word of God for what it was. Uh, instead of just reading it and understanding what's right and what's wrong, yeah. I really understood who God was. I had nothing but the Bible and a few uh, Bible study tools over when I traveled to Brazil. And ideally, I thought we I was really going over there. I, I said, you know what? I'm going over. We, there was this mission strip. And I'm like, dude, I'm going over there to try to play pro ball after we do this little missions trip. Yeah, I'll do some basketball clinics and I'll share my testimony. Uh, but what happened is uh, I stayed longer, you know, trying out for teams and stuff. And I ended up being by myself and couldn't speak the language like I needed to so that I wouldn't be frustrated. And I'm sitting there and I'm saying, OK, let me do my little devotionals. And I do it. And all of a sudden, I'm in, there's nothing else to do. So I'm like, well, let me read a little <laughs> bit more. And then I started to cross-reference. And and then you start to cross-reference and you your eyes get like, wow, that's this matches up. Yeah. Like it all matches up. Like, wow, God is powerful. And then you started to read the Old Testament and Yahweh. And you like, dude, God is, dude, that adjustment is like, man, God is for real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Instead of reading, you know, this is how you're supposed to live. You know, don't have premarital sex. Be kind to one another. No, it was like you were seeing God and you would see him historically what he did and how it matches up with what's going on right now. And and I literally was open wide. I went from, you know, doing 45 minute Bible studies that, you know, the little uh, quick uh, snack. I was doing snack Bible studies. You know, you just take a snack in and 45 minutes, read the scripture, pray, and thank you, Lord, for this time with you. And I was going an hour in the morning. And I <laughs> you were going, you were going to go Thanksgiving meals then after that. Yeah, then day. all of a sudden, <laughs> I was sitting there two hours in the morning, and then I went back. I was so, and I, two hours in the evening, and then I, I found myself doing like three hours or waking up earlier 
going three hours and three hours. And I'll never forget, I went a couple days in a row where I went six hours in a word. And I think that really gave me an understanding of, of, of uh, truly who God is from the scriptures. That's awesome. So for folks that have watched the Netflix show, they can see that you care deeply about these young men. Almost basketball seems to be secondary, building these young men up in having character and being productive men in, in society seems to be more of an important thing for you. Talk to me about that. How important is that for these young men to learn about discipline and then to go out and live their life after basketball? You, you know what? I get a little bit of it. I think the second show showed it and they would bring out things that I really didn't think about, but they talked about my dad and how he was. And so there's, there's two parts to it. Number Number one is, and from a faith standpoint and God's, you know, the grace that he had for me, I'm just like so lost. And so I can't believe that I'm where I'm at today because of the person that I was or the person that I am and could be, but he chose me to have this life that I'm having. He chose me to have a good family. He chose me to have, he chose me for this and he had mercy on me. Literally, I made the same mistakes that a lot of people that are dead right now made. I made the same mistakes that a lot of people that are in jail right now made. A lot of mistakes that a lot of people that are in 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 gross sin, I made those same mistakes and he brought me out of that. And so he had mercy, he had grace on me and he didn't look down on me cuz like I feel wretched. I feel like dude, I don't deserve any. And then and and from a, a spiritual standpoint and then just the example that I saw, man, my dad, man, he would, you know, the young man to come to my house, man, he was so encouraging. And my dad might have been over the top. He probably, uh, you know, did a little too much. It was just like, he just blew me up. Like, man, you're going to be great. You're going to be this. You're going to, you know. And then I got in the world and I was like, dude, I'm really not that great, you know. But my dad made me feel like I can do anything. And I get a little bit of that, you know, from a personal standpoint from my dad. And he was enthusiastic. He loved children and I love children. And so it kind of leans to just people just loving to see people do well who look hopeless. You know, children that sometimes can be they have some humility and they have a little hopelessness because they they don't know they're naive. And so I'm attracted to those who are a little naive or a little hopeless and want to just pour in and give them hope and joy and get them excited about like you're going to be successful. You can do it uh, because that's what, you know, my dad and others did for me at times where I felt hopeless. Christ did it for me. Yeah. I felt hopeless. I felt just wretched. And he completely turned uh, my life around. And I'm like, you know, and all those people that poured into me, I feel like I, I have to uh, pay it back. And because of that, when you have, when you have Christ, when God is directing your life, that same compassion, it comes out for others. And it's hard to condemn people. I, I'm irritated every day. <laughs> I can drive in the car. Somebody cuts me off. I'm like, you know, I'm ticked off. And I, but you know, everything can irritate us, especially now we're so sensitive now. But when you just pause and you realize, you know, the the compassion that Christ had for us and all that, that man, if if some of the things that we do every day, he, I'm sure it pisses him off, you know. Yeah. And uh, he continues to have compassion. He lets me breathe every day, and so I have to remind myself that. That 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 was for me. I wouldn't be where I'm at. So I have to remember that. And every young man that comes in, sometimes we get less tolerant, right? We we get older, we get more mature, 
And I got it figured out now. You know, I'm hitting 50. I got it figured out. But that same 17-year-old kid who don't know nothing, it seems like they get more immature. To be honest, they it's just I'm getting more mature. And I have to remember that and I have to draw back and remember that I have to go back. And the same enthusiasm when I started coaching at 24, 25, and I, I had the same you know, connection. I got to remember that uh, that same deal, man, that they're, they're all brand new. Ah, oh, these kids are dumb. These kids are not smart. They're all going to come in and it's going to start all over again every year. And, and I got to remind myself that every year. That's awesome. So who for who's been a hero in your life and, and why? Why have they been a hero to you? Well, I mean, you know, I've had some coaches. I mean, mostly, man, I, I would say who's got me through it all. There's a lot of great men that kind of they're kind of up there, man. There's so many, you know, including my dad, coaches. A uh, lot of people, man. But I, I would have to say that my hero has to be, it has to be Christ. I mean, I when you truly understand who he is and understand God and who God is, you really see not only this, this he allowed us. We, we, we have no business in his presence. Like what, you know, what is man that, God is mindful of us, you know, what, you know, he, he allows us to be in his presence by reconciling with him. And so I have to look to that because I'm, you know, sometimes bad thoughts go through my mind and all that. And he continues to be compassionate towards me and he continues to have grace on me. So anybody that can have that amount of grace, uh, it's it's a hero. But when you talk about heroes here is, you know, there's coaches, there's tons of people that, that I look up to and I take tidbits from. Nice. So if you had a time machine, go back to yourself when you're 25, what advice would you give yourself? Well, there's a lot of scars from some things that I've done. There's a lot of scars. Well, first, you know, that some things that I've done uh, that were wrong or that weren't right. And um, it's it scarred future relationships or future opportunities um, so I would just, you know, talk about decision making and realizing that that's, you know, they say be be present and be in the moment. But sometimes in the moment, we 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 miss out on opportunities for the future. So uh, there's some future opportunities that I've missed out on because of some some, some mistakes I've made. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing OK and things are great. God has me right where he wants me. But, uh, you know, who knows what could happen and. I, that's what I press on these young men a lot. I'm like, man, just perform, work hard, do this, don't be lazy. All these things that you think don't matter right now, uh, you, you know, you can slip up and miss out on the opportunity for your 40, 40th age future. Like, you know, you could be in a better position at the age 40 if you just make the right decisions right now. So I don't know what those decisions are for for other individuals, but for myself, you know, there's a handful of things that, man, just make a few better <laughs> decisions and and try to think on a more mature level because I was thinking in the moment and yeah. sometimes in the moment is not always right. You got to think about the future. So there's going to be lots of folks that are going to listen to this. They're going to drag their kids in to say, that play sports, to say, you need to listen to Coach Mosley. Coach, what do you think are one to two characteristics that – you think separates um, a good player from a great player? Well, just the hours. I mean, it, it. I'm not saying anything no one else would say, but I've seen 
the intentions to put in the work. You know, I'm not talking about the fake intentions where we posted on Instagram and showed, look, I'm grinding <laughs> every day. Oh, man, I'm not talking about the fake intentions. I'm talking about the real intentions to put in the work and to love to love the grind, you know, uh, love to work. So it's not just, yeah, there's some with potential that end up being doing well, but those who really love it, and, and we see it from the great players right now that are on the big platform. There's some that have the same grind and the same intentions. We just don't know who they are now, but, um, you know, you talk about the great ones. You talk about, you know, the, the Kobe Bryant's and the Steph Curry's. Those who, you know, like, you know, you look at Kobe Bryant, he's just as good an athlete as any NBA player. But because of his intentions to grind and work, he became one of the greatest. The same thing with Steph Curry. Now, Steph Curry is probably a below uh, or average or below average athlete. You know, his hand-eye coordination is good. Everybody talks about his hand-eye is good. But he's probably a below uh, average to below average talent. But his intentions to grind, you know, he smiles on camera. He smiles. You know, in all his interviews, he looks nice and he looks passive. But his, I mean, those guys are psychotic with the work that they put in. Yeah. And I think those are the intentions and that that you have to have. You have the have to have the intentions to grind and work. And the people who I've seen that are great, even at my level, even if they're not going to the NBA, but they're great in terms of maxing out where they can grow, is the ones that work and they have the intentions uh, to work hard. And they do it and they follow through with it. So you can't get past it. Yeah. Work and hard work. Yeah. And it's working doesn't mean you put a video camera on and you take your workout. (laughs) No, working means that you find in hours and time outside of your comfort zone to get better. Awesome. So, coach, I appreciate your time. I want to be mindful of your time. Do you have any last minute thoughts before we head out head out here? No, I mean that that's it. Just just, uh, you know, I, I would say everybody give everyone a chance and, and have compassion. I enjoy seeing people do well and having success. Uh, I get a little irritated when they don't follow, you know, when my players aren't to the T with following what I'm asking them to do. But, you know, the greatest joy is to see is to pour into others. Uh, a lot of us spend time on ourselves and you know taking care of ourselves but what do we have to show for it it's just us we enjoy it ourselves but you know when you pour into others and you serve others and you see them do well it kind of spreads out like like it's like a tree it branches it blossoms and then they can pour into someone else and who knows where it leads when I just pour into me it stays with me it's just me and so sometimes it's hard to just pour into me and 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 showcase myself uh, I, I have that problem right now. There's a lot of people that want me to do so many things that that's self uh, promotion. And it's just hard. Uh, it's hard because it, it goes nowhere other than me making money or me uh, being elevated. And then it stops there after I'm elevated, you know, uh, but to elevate others, who knows what can happen, all those layers of elevating others. Uh, so for me, I think that's important. Awesome. Well, coach, uh, you have inspired my son, who lives down a dirt road in Alaska, that a place where you'd only go to if you live or work there, and you've inspired millions from around the globe. So rest assured that, you know, uh, I think that that's something you could be proud of. So I appreciate you joining us here on the Must Read Alaska show. 
And for folks that listen, watch, or read Must Read Alaska, if you want to help keep the lights on here, go to mustreadalaska.com. On the right-hand side, there's a little donate button. Feel free to donate $5, $10, uh, $100 at a time. We really appreciate it. Until next time, I'm John Quick from somewhere in Alaska. Thank you so much, Coach, for joining us. Thank you, John. Awesome.